0: Hello, everyone. I'm Lindsay Coughlin. When I'm not hustling around the halls of a Level 1 Trauma Center Emergency Department as a PA, I am hosting the Motherhood Meets Medicine podcast. This show brings all women together. It's for those who hope to be a mom one day, those who are already mothers, and mothers of mothers. Motherhood Meets Medicine will give you candid, informal interviews from medical experts on motherhood topics that you can listen to while you're driving to work, folding laundry, or whatever else your busy day may bring. Listen to Motherhood Meets Medicine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey Habits You Love listeners, today's episode is going to be from a recent interview I did on a podcast called The Naked Wellness, hosted by Michaela, who owns KJ Wellness, where we talk about women's health beyond physical appearances. We dive a little bit deeper into the mental impact of always focusing on your physical appearance, overcomplicating nutrition, and the importance of mindset and mental health on your health journey. So I hope you enjoy this episode.
1: Welcome to the Naked Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, nutritionist, Michaela Shiffley, the founder of KJ Wellness. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things nutrition and wellness. We'll cut through the bullshit information out there, debunk health myths, interview health experts, and give you actionable steps to help you become the best version of yourself. So go grab yourself a nice hot cup of coffee and strap in to hear the cold hard truths about health. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Naked Wellness Podcast. Today I have a very special guest with me. I have Kayla. Now Kayla, she has been an expert in the health and fitness industry for over seven years now and she helps women to become the most confident version of themselves and really create that life that they actually truly desire and she achieves this by actually helping women break free of their toxic environments and she focuses on every aspect of health. So the mindfulness, the exercise, the nutrition, which I just think is awesome because obviously I also cover so many of those areas. So welcome Kayla. I'm so excited to have you here today.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: Love it. So did you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and your own journey that you have been through?
0: Definitely. Um, I was born and raised in Oklahoma. um, That's in the United States and the Midwest. I very much grew up playing sports all throughout high school. And then after high school was when I really actually started getting into the gym about in my twenties. I didn't really take working out that seriously. When I first started, I would go jump and uh, run to the cardio machine. Like, okay, Ooh, I'm settled here. This is my safe zone. Mm-hmm. I would just do cardio or I would actually do like the same workout over and over every single day. So, um, you know, being in the gym world, I started to be around more people that were um, taking it more seriously and they were doing fitness competitions. So I'm looking around and I'm going, okay, I look just as good as they do. I work as hard as they do. Maybe I should do one. So this is where my love, my passion, and where I started to take my workouts more seriously started when I was about 23, 24. I hired a coach and I did the biggest fitness competition in the state of where I was six weeks later. So I only prepped for about six weeks and I did it and I had the most amazing experience. Um during that time, you know, it really shifted my thinking and my just beliefs about working out. I used to be like super low weight high reps but then I really started lifting heavy really really heavy um and I was obviously really regimented with my diet you have to be to do a fitness competition and I just felt amazing. I was like the best I've ever felt. That's when I knew I can't ever not be doing this or not feel like this you know and I tell people all the time I saw myself at my very best. Like, I am my own motivation, not a magazine cover, not someone on social media. My own inspiration is I look to myself for that. So, it's really important, I think, for every woman to accomplish and see because it is, you can be your own motivation if you just work really hard and you can understand how capable your body is of doing so much, looking a certain way and feeling a certain way. So, since 2014, I really tried to stay as close to that as possible, with a little more leniency. You know, I'm not 21 anymore, 22, 23. So I'm, I'm 33 now, and your body does change a little bit. But I always go back to that—that that I know how good I can feel, and that's that's a, such good motivation to have. So if we're talking about physical health, that's basically the whole story. But I do have like a, a mental and emotional health journey as well. I don't know if you want to get into that, but um, where I really started to see the decline in my physical health was when I saw the decline in my emotional and mental health as well. They're very parallel. Mm. I, I, You know, when I was at my lowest emotionally, I was at my lowest physically. So I was just not motivated. I was yo-yoing back and forth. Stress was probably playing a huge factor into my hormones and all the things. So that's just a whole other journey that I went through in my later 20s. Um, But since I've been able to heal myself mentally, emotionally, I've really gotten back into my physical wellness as well. So it was just a really tough time, I will say, when I was at that point. But I think, again, I I was still my biggest motivation. And that, I think, really kept kept me going because I knew how to work out. I knew exactly what to do. I knew what cardio to do, what what to lift, um, how to work out. So I did have that, you know, that kind of further step than most people do. I can't, can't really imagine what women do when they don't know what to do and they're in that position. So that's where, you know, people like you and I come in um, and that's just oh. about educating them, informing them, helping them as much as possible. I've been there myself. I've seen it from both sides. I've been I've been really, really motivated and and on top of my game. And then I've been on the flip side where I've been really unmotivated and struggling to even get to the gym. So I think that's where I can really relate to both sides of the coin on that.
1: Yeah. Wow. What a journey that you have been on. And I think one thing that you mentioned multiple times was that throughout everything, you were just trying to get to your best version and there was no one else that you were actually comparing to which I think is really powerful and correct me if I'm wrong so you started off like when you started the bodybuilding sort of stuff and, and going down that path was when you started to see the physical benefits was there then a point later on where the mental side and the mindset side sort of came in and the physical side dropped off for a second while you had to work on that or did they kind of go parallel together? Um.
0: I would say so after I was really, really physically fit and doing that for years, I would really say my life was very much perfect. I had a great family. I was recently married. You know, life was going well, but then I did go through a lot of trauma. Um, in my family and my parents came down with mental illness. My mother actually ended up committing suicide. I got a divorce. I moved across the country. So all of this happened within a span of two years. And I think that all just caught up with me and I was trying to escape it. I was like, if I just move across the country, I can have a whole new identity. No one will know who I am. No one will know what I've been through. They won't ask me how I'm doing all these questions and I'll just start fresh. And it actually didn't work at all. (laughs) So my trauma definitely caught up with me and I just had to face it. And I had a lot of shame from what I went through i didn't hadn't dealt with my mom and I hadn't grieved or anything, so it all hit me mentally and emotionally first, and that's when like just the seesaw was like, all right, physically, I'm way down here and emotionally mentally i'm I'm way up here. it was just not in a good balance, so once i was able to get more of a grip on my mental health and taking care of myself emotionally and going to therapy it's when i actually started to feel better and feel like i i could prioritize my physical health and myself and you know putting the right foods in your body because honestly when you're in that mindset it's just like anything can go there's no boundaries and you're just slowly starting to not take care of yourself more and more. And once you go down that rabbit hole, it's really, really difficult to get out. But like I said, I was just like a little bit further than most people with what you just said was like, okay, I know I can do it. I've literally and physically felt it. I've seen it. So I know I can get back there. So I just worked really hard for a span of a couple of years to just get back there as much as I could. And now I feel like I'm, that my best mentally and physically which is a really 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 great feeling as well
1: yeah wow and i think it, what you mentioned of it's you have that hardcore evidence that you know what you are capable of and even the point where you said it took you a couple of years it's not mm-hmm. like it's a switch that you can just flick off it's going to take the reps again and again over a decent amount of time to yeah. actually work through everything and obviously everybody's also going to be different and I think what's also interesting is because you talk about that you help women you know get out of their their toxic environments and for you like you physically moved across the country to a different environment and yet that didn't actually make that big of an impact so when you're talking about environment obviously there's a lot more there than just actually physically moving it's about mm-hmm. so many other aspects in within that environment right
0: Totally. But I will say when I did move to California, I ended up getting into a very toxic relationship, which is a whole nother podcast episode. So at my lowest, I was very naive. I was very vulnerable. I was very like, please, someone just save me from myself. At the time, I didn't know that I was just naive. But looking back, I can totally see that. So I did end up getting into um, like a two year, two and a half year toxic relationship where I completely lost myself. Um, my identity was him I didn't have any of my own things Um, anyway that's a that's a really long story and we can definitely maybe do another episode but I will say he did as toxic as it was he did lead me down the path of being like you need to work on everything that you've gone through you need to go to therapy you need he did show me the emotional journey that I needed to go down so I well, forever you know be indebted to him for that I guess you could say but it was still just very toxic so I mean that's also just a, a toxic environment that I I found myself in as well but I will say when I did work on myself and I started to increase my confidence again my my self-love or my self-respect everything we're going to talk about today it was like these blinders came off and I was like who are you again like like and everything he was doing to me just totally revealed itself and At one point I felt very beneath him and he was like above me and he's this and I'm praising him and, you know, bowing down to him. And then all of a sudden when I had so much self-confidence and setting boundaries and working on myself, it was like, I was looking down on him being like, you're actually way below me. You're actually not this person that I've been making you out to be this whole time. I've been putting you on a pedestal for too long. So that saved my life by being able to leave that toxic situation. but then I yet again I did move across the country (laughs) to Florida so I was living in California in that relationship and then I moved to Florida so I do tend to move when I just need to get out of situations (laughs) but it's been good.
1: The universe has some magnificent ways of showing us the lessons that we need in those moments. So yeah, and what an incredible journey that you have gone through and being able to come out the other side and help so many incredible women really unlock their full potential as well. So I would absolutely love for us to dive into the the mental impact that can actually happen on women when they are only ever just focusing on the physical appearance of their bodies. And that's literally what they're forever just striving for and how that can impact them mentally.
0: As much as I tried to escape challenging hard times, it never worked out until I realized everything could be solved by focusing on one thing that was always with me, my mind. The last few years have taught us how important mental health is to our overall state of well-being. And now I know the importance of staying calm, centered, and grounded, no matter what is happening in my current circumstances. Which is why I'm so glad I discovered Headspace. Headspace helps improve mental health through guided meditations, mindfulness practices, breathing and calming exercises, and so much more. These tools can help reduce anxiety, boost your mood, and help you sleep better. Headspace combines scientifically proven benefits of meditation and mindfulness with modern practices through their experienced meditation teachers, with customized, personalized approaches to help you navigate through all of life's moments, big or small. Sitting alone in the quiet first thing in the morning with my thoughts allows me to clear my mind, helping me tackle every area of life for the day, business, work, and relationships. Headspace has helped me and more than a 100 million people worldwide, and they can help you too. So listen up, you do not want to miss this. I've arranged something super special for my listeners, and for a limited time, all of you can try Headspace free for 30 days by going to headspace.com slash habits30. You won't find this offer anywhere else. Use my link, H-E-A-D-S-P-A-C-E.com slash habits 30 to unlock all of headspace free for 30 days this isn't something they normally do so go to headspace.com slash habits 30 now i discovered thrive cosmetics while researching safe clean beauty brands because i'm all about non-toxic ingredients this was the perfect brand addition to my routine it aligns perfectly with all the ways in which i live toxic free whether it's food products or entertainment My makeup routine is minimal, but I always wear mascara, which is why the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara is still one of my favorites. It lasts all day long without clumping, smudging, or flaking, and has nourishing ingredients that support longer, stronger, and healthier-looking lashes over time. Thrive Cosmetics is cruelty-free, made with clean, skin-loving ingredients with no parabens, sulfates, or harmful ingredients. The word cause is put in the name as a part of their mission. With every purchase, you are supporting organ organizations that help communities thrive, such as those battling domestic abuse, homelessness, cancer, and more. You have to try Thrive Cosmetics to see for yourself. And right now you can get an exclusive 15% off your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com slash habits. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S.com slash habits for 15% off your first order. Yeah. I mean, physically women are never going to be satisfied. If you fix one thing, something else is going to come up and you're going to say, well, now that needs to be fixed. Well, now my boobs need to be bigger. Well, now my butt needs to be bigger. Well, now my waist needs to be smaller. Now my nose, you know, it's never, you're never going to be satisfied. So just being okay with looking how you are. And this is kind of a fine line for me because I do stress the importance of, health and you know actually taking care of yourself there's this whole body image self love like love your body for what it is sort of movement going out right now or you know going on and while it's great and I I love that I also want to stress the importance of but take care of yourself while you are learning how to love yourself as well I don't think we should be promoting like yes, you can be 300 pounds and it's totally okay. I mean, be maybe be 300 pounds, but maybe like strive to be healthier, you know? So there's that whole movement going on. And then, like I said, just never being satisfied with yourself physically. So it's really important to be mentally well, emotionally well. I think that brings about just more connection with people. Life is all about connection and relationships, and it's not about who looks the best. And at the end of the day, we're all going to grow old and we're all not going to look the same, but we will still have our morals and our values and how we treated people along the way and how we impacted people along the way. So, you know, it's social media is a big thing. We're constantly comparing ourselves to people online. It's not going to go away, unfortunately, but it's up to us to set our own boundaries and say, okay, like I'm never going to physically look like that girl. There's just no way I'm ever going to look like that. But what else do I have to bring to the table? What else do, what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? What can I bring to the table? What, how can I impact people? I just think we'll be a lot better better off mentally and go a lot farther if we can look at ourselves from who we are on the inside obviously and not just how we look on the outside
1: yeah i 100 agree with you in all of that and i think there's nothing wrong with striving for a physical appearance and i always say this to my clients as well as if you want to achieve weight loss you can achieve weight loss however that has to come from a place of self-love or at least self-acceptance rather than self-hatred if you are striving for it from a place of i hate myself i just want to change this is going to make my life so much better you're going to be so disappointed because you're literally never going to be satisfied and you will always just want more and more and more and more which can then obviously lead to the other end of the spectrum and can be quite dangerous for a lot of women and so if you can just accept yourself and you're right for more than just what you physically are now whilst striving for where you want to get to amazing and what you said about what you're going to be remembered for is also so incredibly important, because if you even think about somebody doing a speech about you at your funeral, what do you actually want them to say about you? Because I guarantee that people aren't going to get up there and say, Michaela, I remember her for her body, weight, shape and size. They remember me for how I treated them, for the things that I did, for what how I gave back, all of those type of things. And for me, my health is number one priority, but also how I am mentally and how I'm treating all those around me. Cause I also know that I am so much more than just a body weight, shape, and size.
0: Totally. Yeah. I love that you said coming from a place of self love and not self hate, not doing it for the wrong reasons of trying to look a certain way to get a certain outcome of someone else or, you know, you know what I mean? So I love that.
1: Yeah. yeah absolutely. And, social media can definitely play a part in that, but you're right, it it goes both ways. It's so easy to blame social media and I think there's two parts to it. You you have full control over what you consume and who you follow and Instagram and Facebook especially are coming out with so many different ways and where you can actually mute, filter, unfollow. You have that control and there comes a point where you actually have to take that responsibility as an adult on a platform that you need to make sure that you are benefiting your mental health by filtering out all those people so there's not that constant comparison and also just limiting the time that you spend on it as well as also up to your control
0: absolutely i'm guilty of it i have to stop myself sometimes be like how long have i been doing this yeah so definitely boundaries set a timer whatever you have to do you know yourself more than anyone. So don't let just the world consume you. And, and then again, blame something else for something you have full total control over.
1: Mm, absolutely. So, if we shift gears a little bit, when it comes to nutrition, taking care of your bodies, what's the importance of not overcomplicating nutrition?
0: I love this. Getting down to the nitty gritty. <laughs> so, we just have to accept that there is more food. I'm, I am have quotation marks, quote unquote, food being developed every single day and more food on the shelves than ever before. I mean, we go to the grocery store, just look how many options there are. Look how big the store is, how many products are on the shelves. It's really overwhelming. What I really focused on with my clients in the past are just a few basic things that they needed to know. Two to three things, that's it. And honestly, everything that they would do throughout the day, eating, drinking, whatever falls into one of those categories, um, you know, about food and okay. Food, what does that break down to the macro micronutrients, protein, fats, carbs? Um, and if you know what happens to your body, when you eat this versus that, if you're eating a piece of chicken versus a protein bar, if you're eating an avocado versus a dairy product, if you're eating, um, oatmeal versus bread, you know, this can make it way simpler for you if you just have the information. So my favorite thing to say to my clients is if your great, great grandmother would not recognize it as food, it's probably not good for you. Food is supposed to be a natural thing that can be grown or it could be, could be killed. So food is not meant to be man made in a factory with like a thousand iterations of it until they finally come up with this product that has like 50 ingredients in it and then call it food and then call it healthy for you right so that's one of the uh one of my favorite things to say to my clients um i think another thing that i just witnessed coaching so many women was you know people want to have their cake and eat it too they want to go through the aisles of the store and they see a product And the product's like screaming at them, like, I'm healthy, I'm healthy, like trying to convince, you know, everyone that it's healthy. And so they're like, oh, this must be healthy. I've never seen this before. It's brand new on the shelf, but it's saying it doesn't have fat, no sugar, low carb, low calorie, whatever. And so it must be good for me. But if we could just keep it simple with whole nourishing, clean, fresh foods that are natural and just what they are, like an egg never has to tell you that it's healthy. An avocado never has to be like, eat me, I'm healthy, a tomato, whatever. It doesn't have to convince you that it's healthy. These other man-made products that are made in factories and manufactured, and then they put them on the shelves and they like are bright and colorful and have so many words on them. And then people just buy into, well, that must be healthy because it's telling me that it's healthy. So if we could just honestly just go back to very basics and if you shop in the cold section and the fresh fruits and vegetables anything that doesn't have to scream at you that it's healthy is probably the healthiest so that's what I always go back to (laughs) that's how I I don't complicate things yeah
1: literally and you're so right because if the product has all of these different labels on it and has to really bold everything to try and convince you it's almost like maybe we need to dig a little bit deeper on that product and look up why why does it have to make it seem this way? Are they trying to mask something? And mm-hmm. even when you just go back to the basics of just stick to the outside of the supermarket to start with, with your fruits and veggies, your dairy, your meat, all of that sort of stuff, and then go into the middle aisles for the top ups of things that you need, like your sauces or your flavors or whatnot, and it's okay if you do you do want to try things every now and again of course like there needs to be totally. that going back to that balance of that 80 20 you know 80 percent of the time just focusing on foods that make you feel really good and you know and giving your body that nutrients that it needs 20 percent of the time just enjoying whatever it is that you personally enjoy because that makes sure that you get that mental satisfaction out of it as well and i think it's also really important to be quite wary of all the words that get slapped on things like keto low carb sugar free like when you actually take a step back and look at why, why do they even need to convince you
0: that, that
1: this is, this is a thing. And even when we look at keto for an example, like the keto diet was specifically developed purely just to help kids with epilepsy. It was never Mm -hmm. designed as a weight loss program or anything like that. One day somebody decided to pick it up and run with it as a, as a weight loss program. And now they are earning millions of dollars running keto everywhere where it's Like it it was never ever designed for that purpose, and if you can't do something for a lifetime don't do it for a day, so this is where if it's too complicated it's too overwhelming. And you're like oh but i'll just do it for a short period of time it's not going to work because you're going to end up going back to your old habits so focus on small steps focus on the whole foods, focus on just fueling your body, as you said, and like focusing on products that aren't screaming at you.
0: Yeah. We call those the illusion of health foods. That's what I like to say. It's the illusion of health. So it's like, if, like you said, if a product has to scream at you,
1: then it's probably not the best. 100%. I think something that can be really interesting in this area as well, because obviously it's it's easy to get swept up in that sort of, labeling and information that's being pumped out There, i know before i became a nutritionist, as well i definitely was guilty of going into the supermarket and being like, okay well they're telling me one th- thing like i'm going to believe them i'm going to use that product it got to a point where i personally found that my relationship with with food was not healthy anymore and there were so many foods that i did start to fear because there had been labels slapped on it and sugar carbs things like that that now i know uh carbohydrates body's number one food source absolutely necessary to have right but how do you kind of go about becoming friends with food instead of fearing some of it
0: yeah i like this one um just kind of go going back to the going off of this last question it kind of bleeds into this one i would say everything in moderation i would never tell anyone to not have a certain food ever again with With stuff like this, we don't want to demoralize food because that just puts a bad label on it. And we never want to label anything as good or bad. But we can say, okay, you want to look like this. You want to feel like this. You are about to put this in your mouth, or this is what you're used to eating. That will not get you to where you want to be. And that's kind of how I would help my clients. I'm like, You're really just informing the person on what is happening in real time with what they are putting in their bodies. Not to say, don't eat that. That's bad. It's just like, okay, it's totally up to you. You're in control. I'm not putting the food in your mouth, but you're telling me you want to look like this, but you're doing the complete opposite of how it's going to get you there. So I heard it all the time when I coached women coming to me, super frustrated that they weren't seeing the results. Or even they were actually going in the opposite direction of of what they were trying to achieve and saying, you know, I eat pretty healthy and I work out almost every day. Why do I not see results? And I would really dissect their daily regimen with food. And if it was actually helping their body, um, you know, it may not have been catastrophic. I mean, I've been like, oh my God, they're eating junk fast food every single meal, but it goes back to, again, that illusion of health foods. And what I would find is that these women would be like, oh, well, I'm eating like this flavored yogurt. Cause it says there's no sugar in it. And then I'm having this sugary granola. And then for lunch, I just have like some chips and fruit and, you know, so in their mind, like, well, I'm eating low calorie and I'm eating fruit and I'm eating, what these chips that say they're baked and there's less fat, you know. So, again, the illusion of health food, but that isn't where it was gonna. That, it isn't going to get them where they want it to be. Sorry. So, I think education is key, and that's what I really tried to instill in my clients about those simple things and just allowing people people to make those informed decisions, because knowledge is power. And what I started to notice was that when my clients felt empowered with the right information and knowledge they felt confident because they could go out to eat and go out to social events and make good decisions. And they were coming to me like, Oh my gosh, like I did this all on my own. Like they, they felt in control. And I think that was the biggest thing. They didn't need to text me like, can I have this? Or I'm going to this event. What should I eat? It was like, Oh wow. I actually have the information in my brain to where if I walk up to something, I can go, is this bad or is this good? Is it good? Okay. I will continue on with that decision. So wanting to learn as opposed to just mindlessly following a meal plan is where you're going to have the biggest success. Are you looking for a gift that's unique, meaningful, and will totally surprise your special someone? Well, would you believe me if I told you I wrote my granny a song? It's true, I did. With Song Finch. With Songfinch, you can create a personalized song that's radio quality and packed with details about you or the person you are making it for. It's perfect for celebrating special occasions like anniversaries, birthdays retirements, or just for fun. Simply share a few key details about yours or their life, relationship, or favorite memories. Then choose the style of music you want, from acoustic pop to country to rock to folk to R&B. Then select the specific artist you want. Or if you're not sure, Songfinch has an artist recommendation engine, which will match you with one of over 2,000 professional musicians on their roster. And you'll receive your finished song within four to seven days. Song Finch artists are the best in the business with 30,000 plus five-star reviews and appearances on hit shows like Songland and The Voice. So you know your song is in good hands and you are definitely gonna love it just like Granny did. The cost for a personalized song is $199 and let me tell you, it was worth every penny to see Granny's face when I showed it to her. Songfinch has given us an exclusive code for $20 off your custom song, but hurry because you have to use it before May 14th. You can use code habits at songfinch.com for $20 off your custom song. I recently shopped at iHerb.com to get my health products that I can't find anywhere in grocery stores or supplement shops, like my powdered mushrooms, vegan vitamin D with K and more. This is your one-stop shop for all of your health and wellness needs they care what's actually inside every bottle that may make up your morning beauty or cool down routines and more they test and verify to ensure that what you find in every bottle is what's supposed to be in there their site is super easy to navigate you can search by category brand or ailments and get the help you need every product iherb sells is stored and shipped exclusively by iherb there are no third-party sellers and you'll get free shipping in the USA on purchases over $20. It's time to get your health in check with iHerb. My listeners are getting 22% off your first order when you use the code HABITS at iHerb.com. That's 22% off your first order at i-h-e-r-b.com promo code HABITS. Choose iHerb because wellness matters.
1: Mm, because the changes that you're making are going to last your entire life you're literally learning how to do it yourself which I
0: right I've never I've kind of self-researched um and I did have a couple like good mentors in my life but I've never ever hired a coach for my nutrition I've never done it um I did you know for um, a physical um goal you know which I really needed but as far as the nutrition, I just, it's in my brain. And I know, like, I know even just tonight I had something bad. I'm like, Oh, I know it's bad. And I wouldn't ever say, Oh my gosh, I think that was okay. Hopefully that was okay. You know? So just having the information is very, very, very empowering.
1: Mm, For sure. And when you actually remove any labels, because the mind can't process negative. So as soon as you tell yourself, you're never allowed to have this again, And I'm sure there's so many people listening that they've started a new diet program as such that said, cut out X, Y, and Z. They're a week or two in and it's all they can think about. And that's literally because the mind does not process negative. So saying is if you tell a child to not go and press that big red button, all they're going to do is go and press that big red button. If I told you not to think like a purple spotted elephant, you're probably thinking about a purple spotted elephant because the brain doesn't work the other way. And this is where, when it comes to food, if you just remove the food down off a pedestal and you allow yourself the flexibility to have all food, it removes a lot of the novelty and the desire around these foods that you have labeled as you can't have. And when there's no desire there as much, and of course you might still enjoy it and you can still have it, but because you then actually have that control and you have that full permission to have it, you actually then don't go overboard and you keep that level of control and you no longer fear certain foods because you don't feel like you're out of control around them.
0: Totally. I was just thinking that in my head before you said that of you actually, when you start to eat healthier, you actually start to like the healthier food and you crave it. Your, your taste buds change and um, you know, when you're seeing the physical evidence of, wow, I'm eating this food and it's actually pretty good. Plus I'm seeing the weight loss. Plus I feel amazing. Plus I have better sleep. Plus I have no headaches. Plus I don't have sugar cravings. Why would you want to go back to what you were doing? So the, like you said, the desire starts to fall away, but there is that lag time. You have, you have to give yourself that time. It could be a week, could be two weeks, could be a month. I don't know. It's different for every person, but If you can only make it one or two days, like, oh my God, I tried, it didn't work. You gotta give yourself that time to allow it to work.
1: Absolutely. And it's, again, it's not a switch that you can just flick on and off. There has to be, and even baby steps, like there has to be just bit by bit, put the building blocks in place till it's Mm -hmm. cemented. And you're like, wow, this is easy. Like, I don't even think about this anymore. This is just my day-to-day life, which is pretty cool.
0: Yep, that's
1: it. We've solved the world's problems. (laughs) Let's go. When it comes to mindset and mental health, what is the importance on this for anybody that is doing a health journey?
0: Oh man, I love this question. My answer to this is self-belief. Self-belief is key. If you don't have that, you won't have anything in life, not even, you know, not just pertaining to physical health. Beliefs turn to thoughts. thoughts. Thoughts turn to feelings. Feelings turn to action and action turns into results. So also just not allowing outside sources to impede on your journey and your thoughts. You're going to have your family, your friends not understand what you're doing. For the longest time, my family didn't understand why I always had my six-pack bag full of my meal prepped meals and why we would go on vacation and I would ship you know, healthy meals to the doorstep. So I would have healthy meals. I didn't understand it, but it was my decision. It was my journey. It was what I wanted to do. That is what made me feel the best. And while they could have ridiculed me all day long, they were also like, God, but you look so good. I'm like, yeah, because I'm making the decisions that you guys are not while you're also making fun of me for these decisions. So that's another thing so self belief is key and we'll get into that a little bit more later. I do want to expand upon that but really having that mental barrier that shield of and those boundaries of outside sources of your friends and your family who definitely are not going to understand. You're going to have a couple of those uh you know a couple of those people in your life. And then again just not thinking of it as an end result. That will mess you up every time. And you just said something about little by little. So my favorite quote, which was also a question later, but my favorite quote to say to my clients is little by little, a little becomes a lot. So you can't set a goal of losing 30 pounds and then wake up every day when you haven't lost that 30 pounds. You're frustrated. You will set yourself up for failure every single time. So if what you have to do is okay, this is the the end goal, this is what I would like to see, but what are the one to two things that I can change today? I can change this week, this month, when you've conquered those things, when you've got those down, when they're now your habits, set one or two small, small ones again, and keep going and and building on top of those. So I just think everyone wants this like a hundred degree change overnight and that's not how it works. So you have to just get it in your mind that this is just your life. This is just how you're going to live you basically have two choices every single day with every decision you make. Are you going to eat that bad thing? or Are you going to eat that healthy thing? Are you going to work out? Are you not going to work out? Are you going to drink that water or not drink that water? It really comes down to a split decision. And so all you have to do is start to choose that healthy option out of the two. So staying focused, stay in your belief that you can do it, stay confident and Just know that actually, we are about 90% of our, we are about 90% in control of our physical health. Again, no one else is putting food in your mouth. No one else is blocking you from drinking water. I'm sure you don't have anyone on your doorstep blocking you from going out on a run. We are in control of that. So you have to make the decision and stick with it. Block out all negative barriers and. And you'll look back like six months later and be like oh my gosh I wasn't focused so much on that 30 pounds but over time just little by little it added up and now I've lost 30 pounds
1: yeah and getting I've had so many clients that have come to me and inquired not signed up and then come back five months later and be like oh my goodness like got amazing results you're like I had to start at this the five months when I first reached out I could have been so far different and this is where you're right every day there is a que- the question that you get to answer are you going to repeat or are you going to evolve and you literally get that opportunity every day to start to achieve what you want to achieve and take the action necessary to get there I know this is probably a bit of a loaded one around self-confidence because obviously there's so much to unpack when it does come to self-confidence but if anybody is listening to this and they're wondering how to even start to build that self-confidence, because from my understanding and from what I've worked on personally, what I work with my clients and what I witness is confidence is a skill. Anybody can learn that self-confidence. You're not just born with it, which I think is unreal. So how do you kind of go about helping people to start to build that self-confidence?
0: Oh, I like that confidence is a skill. I was gonna take it a whole nother direction you know, my opinion is confidence is a feeling and a feeling can be felt at any moment that we just simply allow it to. Honestly, confidence is not a prize, a trophy, an award that after a big achievement, you can feel confident right now. Right now you can say I'm confident. (laughs) And there you go. You have your feeling. You just have to choose. So going back to the belief things that I mentioned beliefs turn into thoughts, thoughts turn into feelings, feelings turn into actions, actions turn into results. Most people want to do that backwards and say, when I get the result, I'll I'll be more motivated to do it. And when I feel more motivated, I'll feel like this. And when I feel confident, then I'll have belief in myself. So it's actually quite opposite. You have to actually feel the feeling of being confident first in order to go kind of down that trail down that, that maze into the result. So um, just finding ways to feel confident right this second. So if you're listening right now and you have time or a pen and paper or whatever, just write down, what are you good at? What do people praise you for? What are your skills? What are your strengths? What do you bring to the table that no one else does? It could be anything. So just constantly reaching for that feeling is my opinion, the quickest way to get anywhere the quickest way to get what you want so if you can do that you can do anything you can do that with with anything i'm i'm a firm believer in like law of attraction manifestation the emotional journey has to come before the manifestations the manifestations always lag behind the emotions so you can't be like oh well when i look like that then i'll feel confident it's actually very very opposite it's i am confident now so if i just keep telling myself I'm confident, looking for the confident feelings, looking for evidence that I'm confident. If someone compliments me, if I do something well at work that no one else can do, that's all evidence that you have confidence. So build that resume first, check those boxes first, tally those marks first, and then watch how the results that you want just start to naturally fall into place.
1: Mm, Because what the mind believes the body achieves, that's so powerful, building that hardcore evidence. And then to another layer of that, What does it mean to then actually have that self-acceptance and that self-love?
0: I always say everything you are searching for is within you. I mean, whatever validation you're seeking is what you actually need to give to yourself. If you're seeking any sort of validation from a person, place, or thing, you're like, oh, well, that person will give me this. That's actually a very strong signal that that's what you need to give to yourself the most. So like, for instance, if you go from relationship to relationship, because, you know, they all at the beginning, they usually are like love bombing you and telling you all the right things and you're beautiful and you, um, you know, that makes you feel good. So that's probably a sign that you need to start telling yourself I'm beautiful. I'm this, I'm that everything that someone else tells you that like feeds you, Um, at the beginning of a relationship. And then it kind of, you know, kind of dies out a little bit most of the time I would say, and then you're like, Oh my gosh, I don't feel confident anymore. I don't love myself anymore. It's like, what, if you told yourself that you would probably have that, or, you know, if you over your, if you over exhaust yourself by helping everyone else before yourself, you should probably take some of that love and give it to yourself. So you can actually feel full for once. Um, so to me, this looks like setting boundaries, having really strong morals and values and not just following the crowd and like blending in with everyone else and being a chameleon to what everyone else is doing. Standing up for yourself is really powerful as well. And then let just letting go of bad energy, people or things. Um, as women, I think we tend to lose ourselves in relationships and friendships and our work. And, you know, I'm just a mom, I'm just a wife, you know, we have our own uniqueness that we we bring to the world and how boring would it be if we all just tried to fit in and everyone looked the same, you know? So I think really just taking the time to sit with yourself, understand yourself, and then giving the world your own uniqueness. Um, and then just, of course, accepting yourself for who you are every flaw every weakness every strength your weirdness um just acceptance and and giving what you need to yourself first as opposed to trying to find it in other things or people
1: 100 percent, and when you are going on an aeroplane, they talk so much about when their safety things, so and if the oxygen masks drops down, you have to put your oxygen mask on first before you help anybody else. I think as women, we definitely have it in our nature of we tend to give, 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 and we forget to top our own cup back up first before we start to give. And it gets to the point, obviously, like you can't pour from that empty cup anymore. So you're right putting those boundaries in place honestly is a form of self-respect which then can lead to that self-acceptance and that self-love what you said about just owning who you are i think is so powerful because at the end of the day you are you no one else and that is your power and when you actually step into that and own that and stop trying to just be like everybody else you then actually get to live your life that is fulfilling and aligned with your own values which is what you want because at the end of the day there is no coming back there's no take twos of this life so you have to actually live it the way that you want to live it for you individually
0: yeah I actually had a really full-blown realization of that last year and I was trying to change some things up in my business and I was just like looking at everyone else and what they were doing. And I was like, Oh, I'll just do that. I'll just do that. And I was like pulling everything from everyone else. And like, I'll just create another version of that. And then like, it hit me one day and I was like, why am I trying to blend in with a sea of hundreds of thousands of people? When like, I have my own story. I'm the only one that has my story of what I have been through and how I overcame it. Like, that's what I need to be putting out there in the world. That's what I need to be promoting Not, hey, um yeah, I know there's a hundred thousand other options you can choose from, but pick me. You know what I mean? So just owning your story and, and like again, just you and your uniqueness, and you are a one of one. No one else has you, has your story, has your experiences, has your insight, your knowledge. So just utilize that.
1: Yeah. And share it with the world. Love it. Well, thank you so much. I mean, we've dived into so much, and obviously. There is so much that so many people are going to be able to walk away with from what we've gone through. Now, I do have some quick fire questions to get to know you for the audience, get to know you a little bit more. Are you ready for these?
0: I'm ready. Let's go.
1: First one is what is one thing that you must do every morning to set your day up?
0: Oh, I have a solid morning routine. I get up. Um, I make my tea and go right back upstairs and I have quiet alone time for at least 10 minutes, whether it's in the dark or just a little bit of light. I do my gratitude and my journaling every single morning that clears my head, gets all the tornado hurricane mess out of my head so I can tackle the day with a clear mind. And then I always work out in the morning. Sometime in the morning, whether that's 5am or 7am, I know it's before (laughs) 10am because
1: that's when I start to
0: lose motivation.
1: (laughs) Right. Take it off the list nice and early. What is one thing that everyone can do every day to improve their life?
0: Um, Well, I did, I want to say physical exercise. Um, I mean, obviously I I can say that. I mean, I know that doesn't pertain to everyone. I want to be inclusive of everyone. So maybe not everyone in the world, but I would definitely say if you are capable, physical exercise can definitely change your life. It could change your mood, change your attitude, your feelings, which in turn, again, goes back to that kind of belief roadmap. And then it changes your belief, your confidence, and then you put more energy out into the world. And then that just attracts back to you. So physical exercise, I would say.
1: That's so powerful. And I know that you mentioned one of your favorite quotes, a little by little a little becomes a lot, which I think is so powerful. Did you have any other favorite quotes
0: that you did want to share? Oh, gosh. Now I'm putting on the spot, but <laughs> I know I have a lot. Um, uh, But that's just my favorite. I don't know. Like it, it takes the pressure off of the urgency and the need to just have things right away where we just live in this sense of urgency all the time. So you will do things much better and get better results if you can stack those little wins to make one big success as opposed to trying to get that big result by cutting corners or, you know, just going too hard too fast. I think that's not um, a proper way to get something that's actually worth
1: something. 100%. And if you get too overwhelmed, it's so easy to chuck the towel in and to stop altogether then to actually keep moving forwards, where if it doesn't seem too overwhelming and too much to tackle each and every day, you just keep chipping away at it till you get to that end point. Exactly, yep. One question that I love to ask all of my podcast guests is in the distant future, when you are looking back at your life, what do you think will be your biggest achievement or one thing that you will be most proud of? Now, this might be something that you have already done, or this could also be something that you're hoping to do in the future.
0: Um, the most thing, the thing that I'm most proud of is sharing my story. Honestly, yeah. that was the most powerful thing I have done so far. It not only made me feel better mentally and emotionally, just getting rid of shame and resentment and just saying to the world, like, this is me. This is what I've done. This is what's happened to me. This is how I feel. And like, this is what I'm doing to heal but it it gives other people permission to to do the same and to be open and share and be vulnerable and i think that's where we connect the most is being vulnerable i've gotten the most not so much praise but you know i get so much more positive feedback actually when i share something vulnerable or something mm-hmm. that is relatable to other people as opposed to look at my perfect life like this is what's going right for me nothing ever goes wrong like people don't relate to that so i think my podcast has obviously been the conduit for that. Um, it's been one of those things that, you know, will be turning into a book in the near future. So I guess I can say that's something to do in the future, but just letting my guard down and saying, you know, I'm tired of acting perfect or trying to act perfect and I don't have everything together, but you know what? Neither do you. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) just stop at the act and let your guard down and be vulnerable with people. And share your feelings and your emotions and that's what creates the best connection
1: yeah well and the voice that you have and the message that you were sharing and helping so many other people through what they're going through is just so inspiring and so powerful so thank you so much for sharing so much with us today and and everything that you have so tell the audience if you have anything coming up that you want to share with them or where can the listeners find you
0: Yeah, um, just right now my socials are just my name, like at Kayla Fazio. I do have a podcast Instagram. My podcast is called Habits You Love, so you can find that on anywhere where podcasts are. Um, just the next step for my podcast is actually just transitioning into video production, so it will be now available on YouTube and Spotify with video with all my guests and uh, my all my episodes as well as Apple audio as well and then my website is habitsyoulove.com.
1: love it and I'll put all of those links in the show notes as well so it's super easy for the listeners to access it all but thank you so much for coming on to the naked Wonders podcast today and sharing everything that you have Thank you. Bye, Michaela. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Naked Wellness Podcast with Kayla. If you found this podcast episode helpful in any way, or you wanted to chat further about any of the topics, then I would absolutely love to connect with you over on my Instagram, which is KJ Wellness with three S's. Feel free to jump on into my DMs and we can connect, have a chat. I absolutely love connecting with all of you. But otherwise, I will chat with you in the next episode very soon. Until then, you take care.
0: Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends.